Well, howdy, y'all. This is Market Explainer. We are the business news podcast. Before we jump into the next story, big man, I want to tell everyone about Acre Gold. Meet the new store of value. It's the same as the old store of value. My friend is the currency of kings. You can click in the link down in the description below Mm -hmm. for our link, and you can go to Acre Gold. And what they're going to do is for a small subscription fee, They'll bank up your money until you've earned, until you've paid off two and a half grams of gold. Now, gold is a great way to bar against things like inflation. And it is, um, two and a half grams is a perfect size. The beginning collector and the seasoned gold investor. Absolutely. That is Acre Gold, and our link is down in the description. And our story just happens to uh, correlate with the sponsor. (laughs) In so many ways. Um, by the way, big man, I changed up the link, so you'll, it's a different story than what I initially put in there yet, uh, the other day. But um, it's the same story. Uh, so Palantir. Yep. Which, if you don't know who Palantir is, welcome to the world of everyone else on the planet. Well, look, they they and and just to just to be Hold clear, on. let me just let me just say the story. Okay, Palantir. A Silicon Valley corporate, a Silicon Valley company. They're not even Silicon Valley. Sorry, they're in Colorado. No, yeah, but they're 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 backed by a technology-based company. Yes, they're a data analytics company. Mm-hmm. They recently purchased fifty million dollars worth of gold bars, and that's why I changed the article. It's a different article. I like the headline of this one better. They Palantir buys fifty million dollars worth of gold bars to counter a black swan event. Ah, is Danny right? There's so before we jump a little further into the story, Palantir was you know co-founded by guys like Peter Thiel and other heavyweights in Silicon Valley. There's rumors, not substantiated, of course. That their founding was backed by a certain three-letter agency, which we're not going to say on this show, because I'm paranoid. <laughs> well, they do have contracts with a lot of government-based yeah. DOD, DOJ, and that kind of stuff, which kind of brings us... Look, most people don't understand what Palantir does, and let me try to make it as simple as possible. Yeah. They write algorithms to find data that's relevant to certain groups of people send that data to those groups of people for analysis that's as simple as i can put it without getting into it they don't analyze anything they're not responsible for anything they just write algorithms that go out of all the data in the world all day every day right grab that information and send that relevant information to the dod the doj government entities are their biggest contracts now and what What's Why would a company that's mm-hmm. biggest contracts is with the government take money and buy fifty million dollars worth of gold? Now, here's here's the part that the biggest problem I have with this is actually not even the fifty million gold. The fact is, is people that run companies like this, like Elon Musk, like Jeff Bezos, like Bill Gates, the people that run these big companies do whatever the hell they want to do for whatever reasons they have. They're human beings still. So why this guy that runs this company decided to do this is probably in his head 
not real world information. But I digress. But, however, the problem that I have is this company was created in 2003 and has never had a profitable year. And I, as a person who understands government and business, asks the question, what government contractor hasn't made a profit since 2003? Come on. There isn't a single one. Right? Well, and this Especially is... a corporation that, ga- that gathers data. They call themselves a data analytics firm, right? But as Big Man pointed out, they don't actually analyze any data. But the, the question I have is, how do you start in an industry in 2003 where the real, the real nexus of that industry is five years or you know, 10 years from then, right? Somewhere between 2009 and 2013 is when data analytics really starts to become a powerhouse in corporate America. So you're way ahead of the curve. Yes. And you're in the business and you survived this long. How do you survive all of these years? Dang near 20 of them. Well, so here's, and this is the part where. And they went public last year. And here's the thing. That's why I think this company stinks. Okay. But it doesn't stink in the sense that it sucks. Something smells over here. And I'm just saying, okay, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. If these people who have huge contracts with three-letter agencies, which I will not name on the show, no, and if these people who have existed since 2003 have never turned a profit, explain that to me. When data analytics as a category only grow, grew geometrically since then, and they were in the door first, and they say, well, there could be a black swan of it, so we need $50 million in gold bricks. What? I, I am not a conspiracy theory. Danny normally wears that hat. However, you're not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a conspiracy theorist either. Yeah, whatever. Danny says hat. Danny's a conspiracy theorist that says that, so you think he's not. Anyway, however, here's my point. How I look at things and I often question. So here's a company that has existed since 2003, never turned a profit, even yep. though they 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 live their corporate life on government contracts. That last year in September went public, used those funds that it raised by God knows who, from God knows who. They are now a debt-free company that still hasn't turned a profit. So they went public, used public money, whoever that came from, to pay off all of their debt and still are not a profitable company. Now, again, been around for almost 20 years. But, big man, they do have $50 million in gold bricks. Well, apparently, but that's my point is that they apparently now debt free and $50 million have $50 million to buy gold. And when I say buy gold, they bought gold bars. They didn't buy gold stocks. They didn't buy cryptocurrency. They didn't buy these things that exist on a screen that we all work in in today's world. They they didn't buy buy paper gold. No, they bought Fort Knox gold bars that they can move to their facility, wherever that may be. In Colorado. Gold bars. Okay? Yeah, so I'm not saying that they probably own part of a mountain and have a facility drilled into the side of a mountain. <laughs> okay? I'm not saying that they're a villain from a Bond movie, but I'm also saying, huh? They share some characteristics with a the, with the villain from a yeah. Bond movie. We, we I, keep thinking Bezos is the Bond villain, but what's happening over at Palantir? 
that you people well, haven't made turned a profit. You're debt free. You got fifty million dollars in gold bricks. Well, but I don't understand. Like, okay, so we talked about a story where what was it? Um, uh, Elon Musk, right, invested in cryptocurrency, and when they came out, and Tesla came out, and they showed a profit, a big profit, one quarter from a cryptocurrency, yeah. right, from cryptocurrency transactions. And so, is this guy? Is Palantir as a company thinking that that's what's going to happen here? Because really, they when they bought this, gold has been at an all-time high for a while. I mean, last year it crossed two thousand, you know what I mean, dollars an ounce. It's been an all so they bought at all-time highs. It's peak. down seven percent this year. What yeah. is this guy? Is this guy just a nut job? And somebody convinced him that okay, buy gold because everything's going to happen. Or does he think really think this is a you know a massive investment? Because there's one thing about okay buying acre gold little by little, yeah. and over the next five ten years it just consistently you know goes up. So you're averaging, it's, but it's it's different than what what he did here, right? That's what I'm saying. So my, you know, let's put my conspiracy tinfoil hat on for a second. What is the operation of this business? They gather what you that description you gave at the beginning of the segment. They gather data for their biggest clientele, which is government. Right. right. Well, at some point in time, when you're gathering that volume of data, which is publicly available, so it's not like he's insider trading, or even though gold is not really something you can insider trade. You can't, yeah, business. not gold bars like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it doesn't stink like insider trading, right? He, their company gathers data for, for not other corporations, but primarily governments. In the course of, of collecting that information, they don't analyze it, but I'm sure they parse it one way or another. And at some point they went, uh, because there's a lot of factors that led up. There's, you know, in other world events in human history, um, the phrase, you know, Black Swan event was coined by a professor named Nicholas Nassim Taleb. And he would refer to other situations that have happened in the United States, one in particular in 2001. I, you know, we can't talk about those things. Right, right, right. And there are certain markers that led up to those events that the markers were just that the market was displaying. That doesn't mean that anybody knew anything. It just means that's what was happening. Right. right? And so before the 2008 crash, so all these markers, all these things going on in the marketplace. Maybe it's just, hey, after, before these 10 events that happened in human history, these three things were in the, these things took place in the market, the dry goods index, this, this, and this. And those are taking place right now. So we need gold because there's going to be a who knows what. Right. But when I see a company that like this, with all of the things we just mentioned, and then they go do something like this where they don't, Again, they didn't buy the paper. Company nope. like this can buy $50 million in gold on paper stored somewhere else. Mm. And they can buy it up from 30 or 40 different companies and have everything that they want. It's not hard for them to do. There are different they, ways to invest in gold that are not buying gold bricks. They could right. have invested in miners. I got friends who make fortunes in miner stocks, right? They didn't mm. do any of that. They bought literal bricks. Now, we can't, all we can do is speculate, obviously, but I'm just saying that's not any good. Now, to me, this reeks of an Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, 
Jeff Bezos rocketing himself into space, which at the very yes. bottom is space. That's what, to me, this reeks of. To me, this reeks of uh, a guy in charge doing something based on his opinions, right? He may have, like you said, these opinions. And he's like, no, I'm using this company funds to buy 50 million in gold because I think this is going to happen. Because that's what these CEOs and these powerful people can do, right? right. With company funds. It's, yeah. it's, it's what they can do. Elon Musk could go buy $50 million in gold if he wanted to because he has a wild hair that says he, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's what this reeks of to me. I don't think this is part of any, the only grand conspiracy I think this could be about is there are a couple of different opinion articles actually about this story that I read that were, well, they could take this $50 million and leverage it to then invest in cryptocurrency yeah. and that kind of stuff. However, that would be, to me, that would be a much bigger red flag if that's what happens because you right. have a data collection specialist company right. investing in cryptocurrencies. That'd be, yeah. That would be very, you know what I mean? That would send up a lot of red flags if a company like Palantir turned around and started buying different cryptocurrencies, I think right. we would see a lot more articles written about that a an government data collection company investing right. in cryptocurrencies around the world. I think that would send up a whole bunch of fireworks. I think this sends up enough fireworks in and of itself. Uh, but that's all I got to say. You got anything else or should we move no, on? No, I, I think that uh, there... I, I do agree with you that there is a part of that story that could be really scary. Yeah. I'm not in, I'm, I don't think it is like you may, but, but I, I do say that, that there's a red flag. I don't think it's scary. I just think it's good to know what they're doing. That's all. <laughs> um, 